0: Welcome to Be Real. This is a podcast that's for people who are tired of hearing all the garbage out there, tired of the Instagram posts about people being fake. It's time to get real with yourself and stop feeling like an imposter. I'm your host, Vikram Deol, and today, that's exactly what we're gonna do. So stay tuned, subscribe, leave a comment, and share with your friends. Let's go. Good morning. Vikram Deal here. Hey, so I know a lot of people are uh, homeschooling their kids right now. It's a, it's a challenge. So I, I know that you guys are, you know, if you're a parent right now, if you're, you're very challenged on how to deal with what's going on in the current state of the, the world. However, I wanted to let you guys know that right now is an amazing opportunity. Right now is an amazing opportunity if you are homeschooling your kids to see what your kids are learning, right? I, I've said it years and years before that kids don't learn what they need to learn in school. They learn what is being taught. And so right now, as a parent, you have an opportunity to teach your kids the things that would really move the needle for them. So I always go back to when I was 17 years old and I had the greatest job ever, right? At 17 year old, I had the greatest job ever. And it was selling Cutco knives. And everybody's like oh you're a knife salesman oh why don't you do something this or that it doesn't matter what people said one when you sell knives you get made a lot of fun of right people are like you sell knives that's weird so it gives you that ability to handle criticism it gives you that ability to have thick skin it gives you an ability to take people's negativity and change it into something positive. positive two it taught me how to sell right people might have some natural abilities to sell just like some people have natural abilities to play sports, but I got to learn how to sell at seventeen years old. Not like average sales, but like as a professional sales man. They taught me how to use scripts. They taught me how to handle rejection. I'll tell you a story. I was seventeen years old. I was dating this girl, white girl, and I go to her house and her mom buys a whole bunch of knives, like a thousand dollars worth of knives off of me. I, I was good at what I did, right? All I did was follow this program. It's not hard. So I go out there and I sell this thousand dollar set of knives, and she says, "You've got to see my my mom next door, right?" So it was a girl's grandma, and I'm like, "Absolutely!" Like she's like, she just bought an RV. They got two houses. They got, you know, they have such crappy knives. You have got to go and talk to them. And I was like. Hell yeah. So the first thing I did was after I finished the appointment, I went to her, I went and I called grandma and I'm like, Hey, when can I come over? And grandma's like, Oh, you come over and whatever, two days down the road. So I go to grandma's house, grandma opens the door looks me up and down. Like I'm a robber. I'm wearing a tie, a suit, maybe, I don't know, but I was dressed nice and she lets me in the house and then she leaves. She makes a phone call. She comes back and she's like, you need to get out of my house. You don't look like what you sound like. What, what does that even mean? I don't look what I sound like. Yeah. You you don't sound like, like, like this and you know, whatever. So she basically kicked me out of her house. I don't know why, but I'm going to assume that it wasn't because, you know, I sound like a white guy, but I show up as this brown dude. And she didn't like that. So it created this sales, right? Teaches you how to handle rejection, teaches you how to handle adversity, teaches you how to handle people that aren't necessarily nicest, teaches you how to make money in any economy, right? It teaches you how to set up. What's up, David? Uh, it teaches you how to, to. Uh, oh, I forgot what I was gonna say now. But if you can't sell your way through life, you can't do anything. And everything is sales, whether you're getting a job, whether you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you're an attorney, um, an engineer, whatever you do, you are selling your ideas to your boss. You're selling yourself to somebody else. So if you aren't out there, learning how to sell and teaching your kids how to sell you're screwing them for the future because they're not going to make as much money as they could if they knew the skill of selling two meditation right everybody tells me you have anger that you need to deal with okay how do i fucking deal with it i'm angry crickets nobody can tell you how to deal with anger you just need to deal with it but nobody tells you what that means What does it mean? How do you deal with it? Well, you got to learn how to meditate, right? You got to learn how to silence the thoughts in your mind that are racing all day long. This is a super highway of highways of highways. This thing right up here is going all day long. It never stops. And sometimes I get frustrated because I want to do more right? I want to create more. I'm not happy with myself. I'm not happy with circumstances. I'm not happy with COVID. I'm not happy with this and I get frustrated and sometimes that comes out in anger, but nobody tells you how to deal with it. They just say you have an anger issue. Sometimes that's probably not healthy. Well, no shit, Sherlock. I understand that exploding doesn't get me what I want. Why not teach me something of a skill? Well, meditation, right? If you start out with your kids every day and you meditate for three to five minutes, right? you just show them how to silence their mind, how to realize like these thoughts are just thoughts. Everybody has them at some point or the other, right? Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad, sometimes they're high vibration, sometimes they're low vibration. We all have these thoughts though. And sometimes they don't serve us, but we don't know what to do in a moment of frustration because we haven't practiced, right? So when your baby's learning to walk, you don't trip up, You don't throw obstacles in front of them to make it harder. No, you give them a clear pathway so that they can run and they can fall and they don't get hurt. But when it comes to mindfulness and meditation, people talk about it. Oh, yeah, you can meditate. They don't teach you how. I'm going to give you a very simple, very, very simple thing on how to do meditation. And I hope you all try this with yourself and with your children, um, with your team. It doesn't matter. Take a few deep breaths in. And then after a few deep breaths in and deep breaths out, deep breath in, deep breath out, deep breath in, deep breath, in, deep breath out, deep breath, in, deep breath in, deep breath out. You just slowly close your eyes and just let your eyes get heavy and droop down and put your hands, palms up on your on your thighs. You know, sometimes I do it sitting down with a pillow underneath my butt so that I don't have to lean on, a, on the, the back of a chair or a couch and you close your eyes and you just let the thoughts go. And if the thoughts come back, it's okay. They're not a problem. If they leave, that's okay. That's not a problem. You just let it go. You set a timer for three to five minutes and you start that way. The thoughts are gonna come and the thoughts are gonna go. And the thoughts are gonna come and the thoughts are gonna go. And the thoughts are gonna come and the thoughts are gonna go. And eventually you're gonna be able to do 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, an hour and a half. You'll just find that you're not so rushed in life. What I love about meditation for me is I feel like I can bend reality, right? Like I feel like I, I get something coming at me and I'm like, whoop, stop. ooh And I, I can bend it and I can like play with it in like real time. And I can decide on what I want to do. And it's not stressful. It's just, it is what it is. And I know that I have the tools because I've worked on them, right? I'm not an expert, but I've worked on them so that it gives me some, some ability. manifestation, right? right? Let's talk about manifestation. Nobody teaches you how to manifest. School doesn't teach you how to manifest. School teaches you how to be a cog in the wheel. It doesn't teach you how to critically think. It doesn't teach you how to be uh, outside of the box. It teaches you to sit in a fucking box with your fucking lunchbox with the fucking TV that's all fucking square and you're supposed to fucking live in this fucking box and be creative when you come out of it. No, screw that. You gotta teach your kids definite of purpose, right? If you wanna manifest greatness, definite of purpose. When you wake up, you gotta know what you wanna do. You should start preparing now for what you wanna do when you're 30 years old, right? There's no reason why you can't retire at 30 if you start at 15. But if you don't have definite of purpose, if you don't have a burning desire, if you don't write it down every day, if you don't focus on it every day, if you don't manifest it every day, your brain's gonna fill itself up with something else. See, our brains can't be idle. They either have positive thoughts or they have negative thoughts, right? So if you look around my house, I have all these notes everywhere, right? Like, I wanna buy my family cars, right? My my dad looked at a, a Mercedes a couple of years ago that he loved. And he just can't bring himself to buying it. He says, Oh, I just, I just can't bring myself to buying a car that expensive. I'm like, why dad? It's not that much more than what you always buy. Just mentally, he can't do it. So I want to buy him that car. My older brother loves Nissan 300 ZXs. He used to have a really sick one when he was younger. You know, I want to buy him a tricked out one of those, right? So you have your vision board up there. I have a picture of myself when I was in my best shape ever. Actually, I'm in better shape now. So I need to update that picture. But, that was my motivation. There's another one from Jim Rohn. Either you run the day or the day runs you, right? There's a picture of me and my grandpa because my grandpa is one of my advisors, my my theoretical advisors. So when I'm having a bad time, I'm like, Gramps, what would you do right now? How do we get through this, right? He's a he's a mental advisor, of mine, Even though he's not living anymore, I still look up to him because you know he would give back and he would do so many things and he was a family man and. He worked hard and he had a good time, you know? So there's a lot of qualities that I admire about him that I want, right? So I have a thing that I got from my aunt's house that says, repeat after me, I'm attracting wealth and abundance, prosperity into my life in rapid ways. Believe and you will receive, right? Just the other day, I was talking to my friend and she and I, uh, I missed my cleaners, right? So my cleaners didn't come or they came, but I forgot to leave my key out for them. So they left and I said to her, my house was a mess. There was boxes everywhere. There was shit everywhere. And I just, I felt like Bleh! because of it. And I told her, I said, you know what? I'm going to get on top of this. I'm going to have this done. I'm going to clean up my space. I'm going to clean up my house. I'm going to work on this. And I just kept thinking all night long, okay, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? Okay, if I start here then I go there and then I go there and then I go there. So I called my mom up yesterday. I'm like, hey mom, I got some boxes here that need to go to your house because they're, uh, they're my brother's. Um, can you help pick them up and put them in your car? My car's too small. She's like, absolutely. So she comes over, we put it in there. She's like, oh, do you have any laundry that needs folding? I'm like, mom, I always got laundry that needs folding. And she's like, great. So I pile in all the laundry into the uh, into my bedroom and she starts folding and I'm putting it away. And we start hanging out. We start chatting. We start connecting. We start having a really personal, beautiful conversation. right? So I was able to manifest my mom coming over to help me. So then I'm in the living room, putting my bike stuff away, pulling some stuff out, moving things, throwing things away, cleaning up that space while she's in the room. And we start talking some more and she's like, okay, I'm not going to do the dishes. I'm going to go. I'm like, okay, mom, whatever you want. And then she starts doing the dishes. I was like, it'd be really nice if, if the dishes were done in my mind. I thought that. And then the next thing you know, she's like, this brusher sucks. do you have any other brushes? And I'm like, yeah, yeah mom, I got some over there some over... and we just hung out and we were able to connect. And it was because I manifested in my mind, I'm not going to let the house run me. I'm going to run my household, right? So I know I haven't got through all of this stuff yet, but if you would have seen this yesterday, where the trampoline was, there was a pile of clothes in the sky. Where this was, there was like all of these papers, but they're, you know, if you look at them, they're they're lots and thick and they were all over the place. There was, you know, contracts in places that should have been, right? So we just cleaned up and i feel better the energy shifted in the room right we manifested that that fast sorry i can't snap i still got a finger that's healing but i can manifest things that fast and so can you so when you ask for things of the universe ask with definite of purpose ask like you're going to get it like it's not a question of if you are going to receive what you ask for Right? So many people are scared to ask for what they really want because they feel like they're being greedy. Forget it. When you ask for something, ask and believe that you're going to receive it. Ask for a million dollars and believe that you're going to get it. Don't ask for little things. see most people say, Oh God, if you could just get me through this month so I could pay my rent, I'd be so grateful. God, if I could just have another meal on the table for my kids, I'd be, why not ask for a million meals? Why not ask, God, if you could put me in a better place so that I don't have to do this and this and this, and I don't have to worry and ask you for money, I can start asking you for better things so that I can contribute more back to society. Why not ask for stuff like that, right? Everybody has money issues at some point in their life. Everybody has money issues. Some people it's, I got too much money. Some people is my family gave me too much money. Some people, it's, I don't have enough money. Most people it's, I don't have enough. But if you keep saying, I don't have enough, what are you gonna manifest? I don't have enough. I have everything I need and more than plenty. I have more than plenty. Always, always I have more than plenty, right? I always have enough on my plate. I always have enough in my fridge. I always have enough everything that I need in life. When you start to think like that, your brain doesn't go into scarcity. Your brain goes, oh, I have so much of everything. Okay, what can I do to give back? Another thing that we should be teaching children is how to work in a mastermind or a round circle and lead conversations, right? How do you teach kids to be creative? Well, you get them in a group. You give them a whiteboard. You see, I just bought this new whiteboard over there and it's awesome because it's on a stand so I can take it into my living room. I can flip it around, so it's got two whiteboards and one. It's on wheels. I love things on wheels. Things on wheels are so much fun, I don't know why, but bikes and rollerblades and cars and trains and airplanes, sometimes your boat's on wheels too. That's. If it's a big boat, or it's on wheels. That could be bad if you're if you're getting you know if you get stuck in the middle of an ocean like I've done before, then that's bad when you get stuck on wheels. But whatever the case is, I love things on wheels. It's so much fun. I, you can roll around like I'm on wheels on this chair. It's so much fun. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I digress. Uh, but teaching kids how to work in a mastermind or a a roundtable discussion is so powerful. But yet we keep our kids in lines and rows and we tell them not to touch and talk to the person next to us. Creativity comes when you have two and three and four and five and six and seven and eight and nine, ten people working together on a collective project and you have the ability to be creative. So when we we're doing our MBA, um, one of, one of the, my buddies here that I ride with every, not every day, but three, four times a week now, um, love him, great dude we met when we were doing our MBA and there was a upstairs room that was just for MBA students. And, uh, we were studying for an exam and I had some white markers and we, we used all the whiteboards in the room. I mean, we had the whole semester or quarter. I don't remember if it's quarters or semesters, but we had all this information on the whiteboard and we were working as a mastermind in a group. There were six or seven or eight of us. We had this really cool cohort of, uh, Guys and gals that we would always do our same classes for the most part with, so we studied together, hung out together, drank together. You know, it was it was a really cool cohort of uh, of people, and we're studying, and as we're studying, we realize there's no more whiteboards. Well, what do you do when you're creative and you have the ability to sit in a circle and you're you know, you're looking at other people, and you're thinking, and you just say. I wonder what would happen if I started writing on this laminated table surface. Okay. You write on it and it wipes off. Okay, cool. Then you start writing other places, right? So the mastermind concept is so powerful and everybody had an opportunity to lead. You see everybody had an opportunity to lead because there wasn't a person sitting at the front of the class, talking to people, sitting down. There was no hierarchy when you're in a circle. Everybody's got an opportunity to, to be a leader, but when you're in lines and rows, the leader's the person typically in the front of the line or the row. So, think about what the opportunity is right now. I talked to one of my friends the other day. Um, we we're standing outside waiting for a table to open up at a restaurant, and he goes, "My wife's homeschooling three kids. We got a 17-year-old senior in high school. We got like a 12-year-old. We got a three-year-old." I was like, "Damn, bro." Y'all, y'all nuts, first off, y'all nuts having spread out kids like that. Like, oh my gosh. But two, I said, how's the curriculum? And he goes, oh my God, it's garbage what they teach, right? Teach kids. If school is a stepping stone to life, then why aren't we teaching them life skills? Why aren't we teaching them how to run a bank account, right? I remember my fifth grade teacher, Mr. Williams, old man, big old beard, manly man. I loved him. Scared as shit of him. He always had his dirty coffee cup that he would drink, and there was like coffee on the bottom. And like, dude, didn't you clean that shit? Like, nah. He didn't care. He's just a manly man, right? Smelled like cigarettes some days because he would smoke cigars, and probably smoked them in his house because he didn't care. He gave us our first checkbook, right? Now I know people say we don't use checkbooks anymore, but you still use money. You still got to know that if there's if there's a hundred dollars in the account and you write it you know, you pay with your credit card, 500, you're probably going to have some issues, but parents, student, uh, teachers don't teach about money and it's not because they don't know about money because they spend money every day. It's because it's not in their curriculum. They don't get money from the state or the government if they don't follow certain programs. So to wrap up, use this opportunity to teach the young around you how to do business, right? If you're at home on zoom and your kids are there, bring them into the meeting. Let them learn how a meeting operates, right? She teach them what is working. What's not working. The Chinese do that with their children. The successful business entrepreneurs bring their children into meetings. My rich dad brings his kids into meetings. He asked me, if I think it's a good idea for him to invest like $5 million in general electric, like three years ago. I'm like, Um, I don't know that's a lot more money than I've ever he says it's not doesn't matter. What do you think? I'm not asking you about if it's smart or not. I'm asking you. What do you think if I should do it? Right bring it involve the kids into these these meetings so that they can see what it's like to work Right. Create masterminds in the house. You might not have enough people to do a mastermind in In uh, you might not have enough people to do a, a, a classroom mastermind but you can do a house mastermind with husband and wife or mom and grandma or dad and you know, three of the kids and let them lead it, right? Teach them how to be confident, teach them that it's okay to make mistakes. These are things that are going to matter so much. And this is an opportunity for two or three or four months for you to get in front of the, the, the kids and teach them things. Teach them how to be grateful and have gratitude. Like, I love the fact that I got this pen right here because when I need to write something down that's really important, I have something to write and capture with. It's so valuable. It's amazing, right? Like, I love the fact that I have this platform with Facebook and this amazing office to work out of. You know, like not a lot of people have an office like this that they can work out of. It's such a blessing, right? I'm grateful that I have you amazing people that hold me accountable. Right. I'm grateful that I believe in things bigger than me. Right? Gratitude is so important. We don't teach that in school. We teach people to feel like they don't have enough. But we always have so much. As long as our heart beats, as long as our heart beats, we have life in us. And if we have life in us, we have love and we have everything. But we don't get taught that. We don't know that, so we, we fall off. So teach the kids right now so much opportunity to teach the young. I mean, I got taught some of these things, some of it I had to learn on my own, but if I would've learned this at 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 years of age, oh my God, where would I be in life? And I know you want better for your children. So give them the opportunity. Is it easy? Probably not. I mean, I don't know, I don't have kids, so I can only imagine that it's not. And also use this opportunity to talk to, to schools and the administrators and say we want to change in our schools we want our kids to learn stuff that's going to help them and that's going to impact them not this i mean like i don't care where Col- christopher columbus came from like i gave a fuck that he sailed the ocean blues with the mayflower and the mayfairy and this and that I, the fuck, I what the fuck does that do for me like nothing it's never come up in conversation where everyone's like oh hey so uh You know, we're not going to do business with you unless you know where the Mayflower comes from. What? What? what, no, No, nobody asks about that. There's some things that are relatively important. There's some things that are just stupid. So this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity for us as a collective society to come together and make the future generation have a better opportunity for some of the things that we didn't get taught. And I hope that you all take this time to Share with others and share with your teachers and share with your administrators that we need to up our game in school. It's not about taking a test. Tests, those aren't meant to teach. Those are meant to get the curriculum done. Let's teach people. Let's, I'd, I'd rather my kids get C's and D's, but they learn something. They get A's and B's and they just memorized. Y'all have an amazing day and I hope this was of value to you. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Be Real. It's truly a pleasure to serve. I encourage you to like this, comment on this, share this with a friend or a loved one, because every day that we do that, we're just keeping it real. As always, be real, everybody.